Welcome to the shit show this morning. Not the Kim and Kath show, but the shit show. Yep. Welcome back. Welcome. It's been a few weeks. So, oh, there's, okay. Um, okay, so today, oh, why are you looking at me like that? I'm riveted. What are I you know, supposed to say? We're very excited. We've got a lot of uh, chaotic energy going on here. We're just going to try to like calm that down. But we are really excited to have some guests on our show today. So excited. The lovely ladies. Uh, I used to call them the girls, but that's also what I call my daughters is the girls. So it kind of gets confusing, but Ocean and V, and we will let them introduce themselves a little more expansively. These women are extremely near and dear to my heart. They are probably the nicest humans we have ever come into contact with. They are both expansive, funny, playful, brilliant as fuck, and... Mm -hmm never cease to um, amaze me in their quest for life, for learning, and for just being great fucking humans. They also, yeah, so anyway, so I'm really excited. Kathy, you've gotten to know them a little bit. So deep, no. <laughs> I, got to, I got to meet each one of them one time. Yeah. And um, I actually, I talked a little bit about it this morning in my stories, how they are without a doubt like light bearers. They just bring light into the room um, where I, it, it's an amazing experience. Um, it's oh, like my, my two experiences have been um, eye opening. Yeah. Um, You've met each one independently, right? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. And just like deep, like deep and funny and uh, profound. And I have to say, I, I worked with V, which we have, more work to do, but I left, um, a lot. I've, got, I've got a lot of work to do, um, but I left with a feeling of hope and openness and a clearer understanding of my pain points, my, my emotional pain points. Uh, and then talking with, uh, ocean poured out a whole lot of other stuff. I'll get emotional. See, I'm going to get emotional. It's just a beautiful, um, honoring experience to sit in the same room with both of you Aww. so be prepared i will laugh and i will cry <laughs> all in the same sentence it's who i am so a little bit about what we do here on the kim and cash show is we usually have a mug that we introduce yeah oh today let me, i'm let me introduce little marketing there, done. oh yeah we should get some of those mugs and mine says i love uh pretty things and the word fuck I do. We Anyone love else? Anyone else? We love Jesus. We love Jesus and the word fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should get that mug. Yeah. We need to, yeah that's true. a good one. It's true. Prairie Chicks. Okay. <laughs> this is this is our call out for sponsors. Prairie Chicks. I've <laughs> spent a lot of money buying your mugs. I love them. Okay. So. Anyway, so that's what we, we do a little bit on the show. We also really do follow um, no script whatsoever. And... Um, we can kind of go all over the place. So as long as you guys are open to that. And um, I would love to hear from one of you guys now, not from us. And uh, then we will land the plane. We will say we are going to land the plane because. But it takes two tries. We never, ever land the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the Kim and Cash show. We would love to hear Thank from you. either one of you first. It's, it is a hilarious experience thus far. Thank you so much for having us. This is this is a dose 
And what beautiful words. Yes. Like, oh my gosh. When That's why it's important to like spend time with other humans is because they reflect you back to you in a way that you don't necessarily mm -hmm. see. I heard someone once say, she said, oftentimes we're looking at ourselves through a dirty, through dirty mirror. Yeah. Mm. We look at ourselves through a dirty mirror, but other people get the clean view. And that really oh, landed. Yeah. And so like hearing your reflections is like... Wow. I'm quite speechless yeah. and I'm so grateful, you know, because, well, just because it is like that is really, really generous. It, yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, works. What so do you want to hear from us? I mean, yeah. like, you're okay, putting us on the spot here. First of all, first of all, I got to talk a little bit about my get ready with me morning and it's going to connect to V in a minute because oh, okay. today I put a little extra effort and I put was putting some mascara on and I'm always loving V's eyelashes. They're always on point. Okay, but here's what happened. I almost fucking went blind because... Oh, <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's true. It's a true story. The mascara, I'd already done one eye. I go in for the other eye and I stick the brush right in my eye. Oh, Who does no. that? Oh. Done it. Anybody like, else done no. it? No. Anybody else? No. You never no. stuck it. You haven't done that? No. No. Have you ever worn <laughs> mascara even? There was a actually time. there was a time I should show you a picture, but I actually used eyeliner at to color my eyelashes, and I wore a shit ton of eyeliner as like a thirteen year old, fourteen. Oh. Yeah, I had one of those. My oh, daughter no. was very blonde, with oh, yeah. very a lot of eyeliner and was she blood. emo? Was she emo? Emo? Was she <laughs> part of the emo era or? Kathy's too I don't old. know what that means. Know that, what I'm that too means. old. I'm too old. What? Oh, you see, we're always about learning. She's older did, than you, I'm sure. Did she wear two studded belts at the same time? No, but, but one kind of like hanging lower. Did she have a little bit of like a like? How would you describe emo? I would describe emo as like. I'm really sad and angsty, but I'm so deeply emotional. I want the love, but I'm okay. so sad. Okay, that's her, but I don't I don't think it was a I don't think it was a thing. She's like forty. I think oh, you're okay, okay. No, she was angry. She would have been a little bit older than that era. Yeah, yeah. emo yeah. era was definitely it was about ten years before that. Yeah. 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 She was just, you know, all of the things you said though, nailed it. Well, maybe I, she I was she was an emo OG then. Like yeah. she was emo before emo was a thing. Yes. I believe she was from a very young age. <laughs> oh, there it is. It's like the original empath problem, yeah. but wow. it turned up in like studded belts, heavy eyeliner, mm -hmm. and a semi kind yes. of gothic approach. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I wore two belts, but that was in the 70s. Disco era. They were oh, old era. I wasn't even born. I know. I know. I'm just saying in the 70s. Seven, yeah, it was 70s. The true love and light era. Mm. Yes. You watch um, the Jesus movie. Jesus Revolution? Yeah. It's good. Oh, I, I didn't it's know so Jesus. good. So good. Okay. I did not watch that and I did oh. not know Jesus in the 70s. No, but you should watch it. It's about it's about love. So anyway, back to the mascara. So <laughs> I went just about took my eye out and I was like, I can't even put any more mascara on, but now I'd have lopsided eyes. So I I pursued it. I press, pushed through, figured out the you other eye. But look at these eyes. I always love your eyes, your eyelashes. So I thought it Thank was you. um they both have That's very my, my squirrel brain. But okay, so one of the things that <laughs> squirrel brain. <laughs> one of the things that triggered bringing you guys on is my uh, I think a, a 
couple months ago. I shared, I shared a little bit deeply, more deep about how I came to know V and then how I came to know Ocean. And just the, uh, I think we were talking about. I, I think it was, I had met with V or I was going to meet with V. Maybe you're going to meet with her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we. No, we it was did... after. It was after. It was, you were on the masterclass. You ended up Thank on you. I met you both on. Yes. I don't know what I was doing. Thank mm -hmm. you we very listened much. To that. We listened to oh. that episode and it was really it was beautiful. Profound, yeah. 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 That was and the so first time that I had heard your experience and your story Mine? from that perspective, from your perspective. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's so funny because it's so like, to me, it's, it's something that I've shared like everywhere. I just thought it was kind of like, oh, it's like the color of my eyes. Like, it's like everybody just knows. Right. Because, mm -hmm. um, but I remember, so I, so that, that's really what spurred us. Like, let's, let's bring you ladies on and let's talk a little bit. We can talk a little bit about your experience in how, especially, you know, both of you were in the healing, like massage and acupuncture. I mean, you could talk a little bit about your own, um, uh, background about really what you saw in humans and the pain that, that humans were continuing to have in the realm and how that kind of spurred on your, your learning, your growth, and even your business now. Mm -hmm. I mean, want me to go first? Of course. I'll start. So like for context, you know, I've been a doctor of acupuncture for 10 years. And so I've seen some shit and, but early on in my career, uh, it all like the revelation that people weren't getting better. It, it wasn't a new concept. Like what I noticed in my practice is that there was, there always seemed to be this point where people just kept reverting back to their pain patterns. And when I started to notice that, and maybe I was just a magnet for it. So maybe that was just my calling and, and other people had different experiences. But in short, I was having these experiences with athletes, with mothers, with teachers, with government officials. Like it was like everywhere across the board, people would get better for about a week, but then they would revert back again. And it was this story that I was like, man, is this like an ego bruise? Like, am I just not experienced enough? And and so I kind of went down that trajectory, but it wasn't until you had the migraines mm -hmm. that it opened up this whole trajectory of there is so much more for healing for people. And a lot of it had to do with emotional issues and, and like, like tiny, like sometimes it was huge moments in time, but oftentimes there was also these tiny moments in time, you know, on, on the playground or at school or from a teacher and a singular sentence that was said, like, there can be these shreds of moments mm. that people bury inside their body because they can't process it in the moment that is now creating significant chronic pain. And so we went on a we went on a roller coaster mm -hmm. and of like discovery. Speaking to that, the the memory that was repressed in my body with the emotions was so random. Like it's not like a big trauma. I experienced a lot of trauma as a kid, and yet the memory that was unlocked for me was when I was 12 years old, and my dad bought me an iPod Touch, and I was so excited about this like new gadget. It was new. It was exciting, and so I'm all stoked about this. And then he says just make sure Donna doesn't find out. And so Donna was my stepmom who had abused me, right? Mentally, a little bit physically for years. And so there's this moment of like joy and expansion and excitement about this thing that dad's giving me, but I have to hide it from the woman that he's allowed all of this to happen around. 
And it was almost like him choosing her again. And I had to suppress my joy. And so a lot of the work that we do with people, it's around those moments of can be suppression, can be what was repressed, but it's not always like big T trauma. Like big T stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think sometimes- yeah, you go, you go ahead. That's okay. No, I was just gonna say, I think, and that's really one of the things with my experience initially with UV, the moment, you know, when I talked about back in the podcast, the couple podcasts ago, um, is that you and I had just met, you know, I did a little bit of like a brief thing. And most people, when they talk, ask me questions about what happened when I was 13 or something along that, it's always about the big trauma that happened. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, but what happened, what was unlocked for me in that moment was not that, but it's what happened after that with the situation with my sister that like just opened up and unlocked a perspective that had been hidden from me for, uh, for 37 years at that point or whatever it was like, and it was powerful because, and it, I mean, for me, cancer led me to this place. So, um, but, but what I guess for me in the moment, I thought, man, if that is what's hiding from me that I didn't know, and that's the filter with which I lived the majority of my life, making context out of stuff, making decisions, all that kind of stuff. What else is there that needs to be shifted so mm-hmm. that I could see life differently, so that I could make different decisions, so that... Anyway, so that's kind of like, for me, where it wasn't like a chronic pain. It was like mm-hmm. a potentially terminal illness, but you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah, so it was it was quite <clears throat> wild. And that's what started my journey. I have a question. So just speaking to that, like, it, you know, for a lot of us, and I think even like when we were talking, I was thinking of like major events that really like the, that are here, but I'm not dealing with. How do you get to those little triggers or activators? Like, how do you, how do you, how does that happen? Or does it just happen organically, like in a conversation or, you know, cause that's deep stuff, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's, I would, I would say for both of us now, maybe we've, we've had so much experience now that it's, it's really evident when talking to people through their language or through specific questions that we have, it'll lead to, it'll expose it really quickly. But, you know, we can we can train people to access that information in a systematic process, which is what we had done over the last five years. But when you're talking to people, like, this is your, fa- like, I love it when you use this phrase that words create worlds, Oh, right? And the yeah. words that people are using really shows you the world that they're living in, right? Yes, oh, yes, it, right? And so, that can oftentimes dictate so much. And Kim, like you said, like, and again, this is the thing. I'm just talking about stuff that just you talked about. Just keep quoting me. I'm going to keep quoting you. <laughs> Looking so cute like a master you are. Oh and, like the master you are. And oh, yeah, we, there we go. We threw it in there. there it but, but next I need draperies. <laughs> I'm yes. Sure robe. Draperies. That's what makes you bougie. <laughs> draperies. But oftentimes it can be the trauma that's around the trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can have that big thing that happened, but people will talk. They'll, they'll keep talking about that one thing. And, and it's like, but what about that? Mm-hmm. Like who didn't protect you? Who didn't speak up? Who told you to shove it under the rug? It's like the things that are around it, right? Mm-hmm. And and the more that experience that 
I have, mm -hmm. the easier it is to see it really quick. Mm. Yeah. So, Ocean, how did that, how did that, um, that memory that you shared, like, how did that, how was that impacting you? And then uh, what was the release for you? Well, it was, it was impacting me on a physical level. So I was getting migraines, like they were getting more and more frequent and it would happen, you know, at the worst times. Like I like, for example, I was at school cause I was in school to become a massage therapist. And it was this that really shifted the whole trajectory. And so I was at school and these migraines would come on and I'd start to like, they're called aura migraines. So your vision gets all weird. And so I would always know I have like 15 minutes to get home. Oh. And so that time in particular, I was like racing down the white mud, which you guys know what it is. Your global listeners will not, but it's like, it's the highway that goes through our city. Right. And I'm like racing down the white mud to try and get home. Luckily I have a big dog because I had to puke into a dog poop bag driving home because I knew like, I just got to keep going, but it started to come and it gets all weird. Right. And so that was starting to happen more and more and more. And so, you know, that's how it affected me on a physical level. Oh, okay. And then on an emotional level, it's also like, well, how many other areas am I suppressing myself and my joy? Because mm. that's what my dad taught me to do over and over and over. That's what Donna taught me to do over and over and over. And so we start to become just closed up versions of ourselves when we're taught that it's not safe to express, right? So we kind of shut ourselves down energetically. We pull our energy in, um, don't speak up, don't share ourselves with people. And so that was, that was me for sure. And I had a lot of anger too. So that would, it's like, it's like pushing down a ball, like a beach ball. When you're in a swimming pool, you, you can push it down, but it's it's going to find a way back up. Right. And that was like, so I would kick laundry baskets and punch the wall. And like, I had a lot of anger back then too. And so the result though, of releasing that memory among many others, um, firstly, that memory in itself, I never had a migraine again, which is just to me, like profound, like yeah. what? what like that's liberating and then as a result of really going into healing everything that i made my parents behavior mean about me and once oh. i started to let that go now all of a sudden i don't i don't i don't really even get angry anymore like i'm just so much more relaxed in my body in my being which is also liberating mm -hmm. okay so it's, I mean, and that's what's the exciting part. That's the expansive part is that you guys have, and that's what you've done for me in a multitude of ways. But here's, I mean, it sounds like we're kind of still talking, like uh, there's just some, maybe some vagueness around what does that mean? Releasing, letting go. And here's what I want to say is that, you know, with like services with V directly, like private services or whatever you want. I don't know how you want to say that. Uh, sessions. That's the word I'm looking for. Sorry. That sounded a little weird again. Private services. services. <laughs> <laughs> um, the way, and so I, I think for me, it's not like there's a magical event that occurs. It It's the atmosphere, the space. And like you said, hearing the language and being really familiar, understanding the, the system around that and being able to create the space for that stuff to just happen in your head. It just happens in your head. 
And it's just really, I, I think Kathy, when, um, and this, when, when you did go in CV, I said to you, like, she will hold a space that just feels so safe and nothing weird or like, I don't know, witchery woo is going to happen. Nobody's, you know, there's no, uh, I it's won't just, levitate. That was not yeah. my experience, Kim. <laughs> But I think sometimes people think healing, um, if it's not like a medical type of healing, right? Like, or, or kind of ordained by healing, it gets this kind of like really crazy, like out there feeling or like, what am I trying to say? A lot of people will classify the work as woo woo, right? There's this yeah. woo woo yes. experience that like something's happening over top of you. But I, I, like what I hear you describing the way that I would describe it, it's, it's an internal experience that can finally come outwards. Right. That's like, what I was going to say. It was like all, in, yeah. all internal, like, and you were guiding the, the, the conversation with the questions. And there was a point where you said, just let it out. I like, you had your arms out and I was like, what? And you're like, no, no, don't worry about it. I'm not, I'm not going to carry it. I'm just going to like pick it up. I think I'm not exactly sure what the words were, but I could let it out in a safe space. You, cause I'm like, worried like what are you going to do with it <laughs> i'm not i'm not going to carry it but i like i could release it and it was in a safe environment which is quite foreign to a lot of us like especially when you have trust issues and that's mm -hmm. probably one of my biggest issues and to walk in and honestly i can tell you from my perspective that wasn't even a thing when i walked in to the room i knew i could trust you mm. wholeheartedly wow. Like, and that, that's for me, like, I don't even, I didn't even realize it in the moment, but how difficult that is for me. Mm. And it wasn't difficult at all with you. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for expressing that. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I want to take things in a little bit of a different direction because there's also oh, no. something about, yeah, no, don't worry, Kathy. <laughs> yeah. Let's it always yeah. ends up. No, I'm not coming for you, but okay, there's, there's also something, so there's that part of this duo and while ocean, um, ocean is also just like a marketing genius. Just, this is some of the professional stuff, and but tech I'm savvy. yeah, yeah. Isn't she brilliant? <laughs> yeah, she is. Look, I got, I got the new mic set. Woo. I can't, I don't even know how to use it. I haven't opened anything yet. Don't open it. I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, we're gonna level up our podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if anybody, I don't know whoever you are. Anyway, the point being is, there's some ways that these women live their life that always, to me, like this is on a person. This is the, just outside of their work. Um, that to me is always super encouraging, and I sometimes think because you guys are kind of like my kids' age, I think, oh, if only my kids could find that freedom in order to make, so I want to ask you this, can you help us? Cause you've done some wild, like you've made some, what people would say followed your rational awareness for some, some, some life changes uh, because our podcast is always about, it's never too late, yeah. right? How to mm. let go. And so can, yeah, that's really what it's about. Right. So can, as, can you share with us a story of when you followed your rational awareness, said something yes to something that seemed inadequate, impossible, crazy, whatever word you want to share, yes. just to inspire our listeners 
in that way. Okay, it's so interesting because it's a full circle, it's an irrational awareness full circle moment because in when COVID was like in the height of everything and everything was shut down and our business even, because we were teaching in person. Um, so we were like, whoa. Yeah, right. And then I had a business coach and she's like, well, just take it online, silly. I'm just like, oh, okay. And so all of a sudden we had all this freedom and so you actually, Kim, influenced us very Boy. deeply. I would say this is how we followed our rational awareness. Through a text message. Through a text message. It was July of 2020. We were in uh, Victoria playing. You were in Gibsons, BC, and you snapped a picture of the marina. And while we were in Victoria, we were like, why are we not choosing this as our life in general? Like, why are we choosing to only go like kayaking and hiking mountains and whatever, uh, like on vacation. Why doesn't that just, why don't we live here? And when you had sent the picture of the marina in Gibsons, BC, we were like, let's go there. And so just like that, we had never been to the coast. Well, she sent the photo while we were in Victoria and then we got home and mm -hmm. then like shit hit the fan. Like we, we were angry, angry. We got into a fight and we never fight. It was just weird. And then, and like, I, I remember throwing something in the staircase and it was just like, that's it. Like uh, we are done with this. Cause we had the conversation of living in like, why don't we live somewhere like this? And then we had the juxtaposition of coming home and being like, this, ain't, you, it. this ain't it. This ain't it. <laughs> and so because you had sent that and there was something and i think that's the that's the big key for people is when you feel that like there is something there's an activation there's a lightness there's like energy on something follow that but so many of us has, have been taught to just like suppress that curiosity oh i couldn't do that because xyz all the reasons right but for us it was like we got nothing to lose um you experienced the health crisis and just like you kim it's like when you come up against that it's like it, it just puts life in a different perspective, yeah. right? And so it was incredibly irrational because we also didn't know that there was a housing crisis there. So we got chosen for like a house that had what, 30 people look at it? Your family was one of My them. My family and was one of them. Like Your family, family was, was one. We were in like the top three candidates. And I remember you messaging being like, do you think this is a scam? Do you think they're going to take our money? And That's yeah. right. Yeah, I thought it was a scam because, yeah, which and like the very fact that you had known people who walked through the house, met the people, whatever, that was enough for Wild. me to go like soften and go, okay, it's not a scam. It is real. But it's funny because the woman who was helping, her name is Isa, Isabel Sanchez. And so there's a lot of scams in the world and yeah. she had an accent and there are scams from overseas and that's just part of the reality and the landscape we're in. So I assumed that it was a scam. Well, she was the property manager at the time and guess what? She works for us now. Yeah. She's like a very strong part of our company now. So like, so we fucking sell, we list our house for sale. We move before it sells. We yes. put everything into like a tiny little U-Haul uh, that we like our immediate stuff that like, we needed. Yeah. For the few days, everything else was being picked up by a big moving company. We move all the way to the Sunshine Coast, 17 hour drive and a ferry. Never even had been there. Fingers crossed that there will be a house and that the landlord will show up because there was still a little bit of that. And we got there at like 830 at night and he showed up and we're like, 
oh my gosh wow. we woke up the next morning and we walked down the driveway we looked to the left the ocean's right there and we we're just sobbing yeah. for like wow oh, so beautiful isn't that so crazy? that was amazing and like just how much has come from that is incredible and then now we're in edmonton alberta and it was the same thing it was like literally the same levels of just irrationality got us back here yeah. as well it's a lot of those moments that don't make sense right because you're trying to conceptualize it it's a very human thing like maybe if i think my way through it cognitively yes and it's like but what if you just dropped into your heart and asked what your heart is actually telling you what to do your mind will always tell you the excuses tell you why you can't do it tell you like who's going to be upset if you choose it it'll make every single reason to tell you not to do it but your heart knows, mm -hmm. right? Your heart totally knows. And that was in both those moments. Like it made no sense. I even had a full practice at the time. I had like a yeah. 500 yes, plus right. client yeah. practice, private practice that I walked away from in, in literally like, just like that. And it's those moments where it's like, you kind of look at it and you're like, my heart is saying this, I'm probably going to experience whatever level of loss after I make this choice. Yeah. Cause that always is the thing. Do it. Cause I, yeah. I like, it's like those moments of if I go to bed at night and I wished I had made that choice, then that's that you probably should really make that choice. <laughs> make that choice. Otherwise so. you're going to start having regret. Right. Mm. Yeah. And then that compounds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that, funny. that, and then it's interesting. Cause when we, when people do, we had friend, other friends that did something very similar. Um, they had a whole life and community here uh, and they just decided they're gonna sell their house and move to the island. And it really, the people that were left behind really struggled with their decisions. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you do get that pushback because we are so conditioned to be rational and, and kind of pragmatic in, big life decisions, buying a house, the job, the partner, where you're living, all that kind of stuff. And so I just, I wanted to, thank you for sharing that story. I wanted to bring it out as a reminder to people to really like, like tapping into what you said, what your heart is wanting versus what your head is saying. Um, and you, you just said something really interesting though. You said all the people who were left behind. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what is that? Why were they left behind? Cause they also could have chosen it. Correct. Like, like it, that's interesting in itself of like that there's the perception that they were left behind. Left behind, yes. Mm -hmm. That's how it would have been. That's how it was phrased. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People that didn't yeah, I mean, people, and this is the thing, right? When you, when you attach meaning to something, then you're going to get meaning from something, mm -hmm. right? So if all these people are like, you left me behind, like that means that they've made it personal. Yes. That their friends chose to follow their heart. They made it personal mm -hmm. as like a whatever attack on them. Like you must yeah. not care enough or whatever. And it's not, right? It's not mm -hmm. personal. Mm -hmm. They're following <laughs> their dream, right? And yeah. all I bet those friends wished for was support. Being like, go, follow your dream. Yes, I'm going to cry for a week, but I'll come visit. Like, yeah. right? Like, why aren't we cheering each other on? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's that's so beautiful. Because people, I think, because people um, are afraid. Like when they lose you, they feel like they've lost you when you're following a dream. And exactly what you said, if they were cheering us on and realized you you don't have to lose me, mm -hmm. you don't yeah. have to lose me. You can be with me. I may be in a different space or doing something different, but it doesn't mean it has to end. And for a lot of people, as soon as you change 
or you move into a dream, they exactly they're like, nope, we're done. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. And it's 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 it be, it's because it's personal. Yeah. I think some of us have experienced that. Probably all of us have experienced that. But thank you so much. That was so such a beautiful story, and I I love the outcome, and I love the fact that you followed your heart and literally with really you didn't even know what you were walking into. No. But yeah. you knew. You you had faith, the knowing. Yeah. Faith is a faith is a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Beautiful. Amen. Amen. Should we try to land the plane? We, Kathy's got renovations will, going on. I told I gave Jack to all I he's he's now making <laughs> That's oh, that noise that you that hear? I'm so sorry. I'm so used to it. It doesn't even <laughs> And then I have to run somewhere for 10. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. It's Kathy's tagline for I'm falling apart. Hold on. You know what that I'm fine is? It's to end a conversation. When somebody asks you, how are you? And you say, I'm fine. That's just ends the conversation. Because where do you go? Okay. 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 Absolutely. Uh, Ladies, thank you so much. Where can people find you? Uh, do we of- want to give them our home address? No, no, your address. <laughs> our phone numbers. <laughs> you can tell- learning more about either like sessions with V or how you have created a, a process for people to be able to use themselves. Mm-hmm. You can go to sitwithit.co. So the modality, like everything that we were talking about, those moments in time that are repressed or that we suppress, uh, we call those subconscious imprints. And so we created a technique called subconscious imprinting technique. So you can go to sitwithit.co and learn about us there. If you want to follow us on our personal accounts, um, Instagram for me is ocean in motion, O-T-I-O-N in motion. And then yours is? Mine's Vincent Venom. Uh, isn't it Dr. Vincent Venom? No, I didn't put the doctor in the front of it. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, be a little shy. That's, how, <laughs> that's how you can follow us. Yeah. yeah, okay. And we'll take all of that. In our notes. Cool. So can find you. Thank you, ladies. This has thank been you for having us. Thank you so much. Yeah.